0: Listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life, designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Meara,
1: and I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're testing out the best way to get stickers off of books—something we've done in the past, but we're trying it again with new, new and methods. Ways, yes, we're solving a stinky book problem. <laughs> I won't get into it. And recommending cyberpunk
0: books. But first, what are you reading, Bria?
1: Um, I'm doing a back, little backlist from uh, last year. Not that much of a backlist book. I was listening to, I just finished listening to I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I, oh. hadn't, re- I hadn't read it. Uh, I had not read it. This book, wow, talk about content warnings. Um, I oh loved God. every minute of this book. It's a good one. You know, I'm too old for iCarly or Salmon Cat, which Jeanette McCurdy was in. But basically all you need to know is that Jeanette McCurdy was a star on Nickelodeon. She's a child actor. And it's all about how her mother pushed her into that uh, at age six. And she, her mother also pushed her into an eating disorder, body image issues. I mean, all sorts of things. I mean, this is a very, very dark book, but Jeanette McCarty is very funny. So it's That's like hilarious. a very interesting read because she's like super self-aware of like how fucked up her life is and how fucked up her mom I mean, she wasn't for a long time um but it's very honest very good I love this book it's one of those books Mallory I know you and I have this where I, like the whole time I was just like worried about her where I'm like I hope you're gonna be okay Jeanette McCurdy like you know like I want I want to make sure you're all right so I felt like I had to get through it to like it's also make very sure short. she was able it's to a like short
0: audiobook
1: yeah is it I don't even know it just like it felt like it flew by to me and you know it's it's very complicated it was like just such a great book though and um it was it won the goodreads choice award last year for best memoir it won a ton of awards last year and I just people kept telling me it was great so I finally actually got to
0: it but I just thought it was yeah incredible what about you what are you reading? Uh, I am also reading a fucked up memoir. So, yeah. What a surprise. Really? Um, <laughs> I am reading Leg by Greg Marshall. Oh, yeah. Um And... This is this...
1: one... This is on your anticipated books.
0: And it is delivering. It is really, really good. It is a memoir by this guy. And he grew up in Utah in the 90s. And his parents never told him that he's disabled. That's not a surprise. It's not a spoiler. It's like what the book is about. He has cerebral palsy and his parents just never told him because they thought if they told him that he would grow up thinking that he couldn't do certain things. So uh, they just told him that he had tight tendons. And even though he really struggled doing a lot of things in life, they just never fucking told him and then he was applying for health insurance when he was 30 and he was like oh yeah i'm fine and then his uh the insurance was looking at his medical records which he had never looked at himself and they were like "Mm, you sure about that buddy and he went and looked at them himself and he went oh my fucking god i'm disabled and so like midway through life he has to like look back and like have this changed view of everything that's happened to him in life and realize that like, it's not his fault that things were really hard for him and he, you know, needs to get some help. He has like one particular leg that like, he's really hard time walking with it. We really hard hard time driving with it. And he's really, really funny. And the book is just, it's really insightful. It's really beautiful. It's hilarious, but it's just like this really interesting uh, story about, Learning that you were part of this marginalized community midway through life, and like grappling hmm. with, you know, absorbing that into your identity. And he's also gay, so it's, it's He like always makes these jokes that like it wasn't hard for him to come out as gay, but it was hard for him to come out as disabled. And it's just so it's so fantastic. It's I I really am loving it so far. So that's leg, the story of a limb and the boy who grew from it by Greg Marshall.
1: And mine is I'm glad
0: my mom died by
1: Jeanette McCurdy.
0: So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Ashley wrote in to say, Hello, Mallory and Bria. I'm writing in to share my favorite bookish tradition because I have a feeling other listeners would love this idea. Every year, my friends and I get together for a 24 hour readathon. The weekend usually goes like this. On Friday night, everyone arrives at one central location. We catch up over dinner, do a bookish activity like making bookmarks, and do a Secret Santa-style book exchange. When we wake up on Saturday, we set our main reading space with blankets and pillows for maximum coziness, and we make a Starbucks run to start pumping ourselves full of caffeine. at 10 o'clock we set a 24 hour timer and get to reading we try to spend a full 24 hours doing nothing but reading we do end up taking small breaks to eat sleep for a couple hours and stretch but for the most part we really just read wow the best part of this tradition is that the first book we read is a book that we all picked out together it's so fun to sit in the room with everyone else reading the same book and hear comments like something really juicy happens on page 24 once you finally finish the first book that we all picked out you can move on to the book you were given during the book exchange if you managed to finish both of those books you can move on to whatever book you brought from home when the timer hits 24 hours on sunday we usually sleep shower get lunch visit a local indie bookstore and then say our goodbyes we're completely exhausted but it's always worth it it's the best weekend ever because it's basically a massive bookish sleepover with my friends we're about to have our third annual readathon in september and we don't plan to stop anytime soon i highly recommend this amazing bookish tradition wow wow I think okay. I would fall asleep, but I am very interested in doing this.
1: I would. I fall asleep reading when I haven't, when I've slept full eight hours. Like I, like I don't, I don't. Once, listen, even like three o'clock in the afternoon, I start to fall asleep if I'm reading for too long. But it sounds really fun. But maybe it's fine. Maybe they sleep. Maybe they don't sleep. I don't know. That seems so. The staying awake part scares me, but otherwise, very cute.
0: You could break it into like a couple of days. Like start on a Friday night and try to do twenty four hours total like you do yeah you could eight hours one I day i mean i like hours.
1: look if this is what they like doing i mean i'm down with your idea i think it sounds really fun but i would definitely be the person who sleeps <laughs> it doesn't get through all the books it's
0: like 9 p.m brie is already done
1: <laughs> it's totally right that's totally right <laughs> But this is such a cute tradition. I think it's very adorable, and uh, I love your friends, and I love your stamina. This must be.
0: Oh, it would be really fun to like sit in a group, sit in a room with all your friends, and like on a bunch of pillows and blankets and be reading. That does sound like I know, a really good time to me.
1: When I'd fall asleep. All right, Cameron wrote in and said. Uh, one problem I have is checking out tons of books from the library and putting dozens of books on hold and then reading none of them. I work <laughs> in an elementary school, and when I get them from work, I often don't feel like I have the energy to focus on sitting down to read a book, even if it is perfectly situated in my wheelhouse. In the summer, I imagine that I will have the energy and be in the mood to read, but that has not been the case. I have been implementing a hot library tip. Put books on hold and then suspend the hold for a particular date to set up a holds list queue. Okay. I have books queued to resume hold for the next several months. That way, when I hear about a book I want to read, which happens almost daily, I can put it on the hold list without being overwhelmed by 15 books coming available for me at one time. What does this mean, Mallory? I don't understand.
0: I think they're staggering the deliver date. So oh, when a hold I comes see. up. At least that's what happens with me on Libby. When a hold comes up, you can be like deliver later.
1: Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Okay, okay. Uh, so Cameron currently has 13 books checked out and 21 on hold at my local library. This sounds like me. I think half of my love for books is the novelty of picking them out and planning to read them. I've been like this since I was a little kid. Okay, I like this. A hot library tip is to put the books on hold and suspend the hold for a particular day to set up a hold. I got it, I got it. You're right. So it's like... Oh yeah, we forgot the hot library tip. (laughs) (laughs) Tip whistle. Um, I get it, I get it. That totally makes sense. And I like this. You are suspending them and you know when they're coming in so that way they don't all come in on the same day. That is great. Do you want to read Cameron's Wheelhouse?
0: Cameron's Wheelhouse is spaceships that are trying to kill their occupants, cottagecore, witches and magic, well-fleshed out world building, magic systems that are well explained and make sense for the world, books about books, bookstores and museums, queer characters and time travel with consequences definitely a glasser uh mm-hmm. so you can email us at reading glasses at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month you can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes and before we get some stickers off of some books we're going to take a quick break <laughs> Eating Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Green Chef, which is the number one meal kit for eating clean with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. But what is Green Chef? Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you are... Keto, if you're paleo, if you're vegan, if you're vegetarian, if you're gluten-free, or you just want to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And they are now owned by HelloFresh, which means a wider array of meal plans to choose from, and that there's something for everyone. So, folks, it's September a particularly delicious month, and you can eat clean the delicious way this month with flavor-packed recipes like vegan cauliflower power bowl with rainbow quinoa, tropical surf and turf with pineapple salsa, shrimp and kale, Caesar salad, I didn't even know rainbow quinoa existed. If you want to eat healthier, you want to eat a more balanced and varied amount of foods, but maybe you're like me and you don't like making food. (laughs) You don't know how to make food. Green Chef has got you covered. So you can get ahead of the busy season with Green Chef's convenient step by step recipes, including dinners that are ready in 25 minutes or less, which is incredible 10 minute lunches grab and go lunches and green bundles which feature clean snacks and functional beverages every green chef customer gets a free session with their registered dietitians who can walk you through how to make clean eating work for you you can sign up and start your journey towards better health today folks you all know that i hate cooking (laughs) i'm bad at it Makes me stressed out. Makes me very unhappy. But Green Chef makes it so easy. Instead of just eating something out of a can, I can make a healthy, fresh meal in less than a half an hour. It's so easy. It's so convenient. And it's very delicious. So you can go to greenchef.com slash 60 glasses and use code 60 glasses to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 60 glasses and code 60 glasses to get 60% off plus free shipping. Glasses. Glasses. I'm Iffy Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we hosts Huddle Up, usually with an illustrious guest, and we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum Maximum Film. Film. (laughs) Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on (laughs) MaximumFun.org. This week, we're battling the print reader's nemesis, the annoying stickers on the backs of books. What is the best way to get them off of a book without damaging it? Is this even possible? Now, about five years ago, we did a round of testing for this. So some people will remember, some people were not there as glassers yet, but the OG glassers will remember. We'll put a link in the show notes to the episode if you want to listen to it. But here is what we tried back then. We did nail polish remover, olive oil, baby wipes, rubbing alcohol, And mayonnaise. I try to to block that one out. Uh, The surprising winner was the baby wipes, actually. Yeah. But there are a lot more methods to try, and we get regular emails about it. So we figured we'd do a second round, and here is what we tried. So the first thing that I saw on many lists that we both tried out was peanut butter. Bria, what was your experience with the peanut butter?
1: Okay, so what I looked up online is that you put it on. You let it sit for five minutes so the oil can, like, work in. But for me, it just made a mess and the sticker was still stuck. I couldn't get it to work. Maybe I started wondering if I didn't have an oily enough peanut butter.
0: You definitely like, It definitely helps if you have a natural peanut butter for this. And, now,
1: and now I used, like, a non-natural, like, I love my peanut butter, like, the kind that I ate when I was in you know, in first grade, like GIF. I like a GIF. I basically like a gif. But honestly, I think if you're going to do it, I was like, why would we not just use oil at that point? Like, why do we have to use, unless you just like don't have any oil at your house, I guess. It did not work for me, but I think you had a different experience. How did it go for you?
0: I did use a natural peanut butter for this. So I think it worked a little bit better than I thought it was going to, but it wasn't great, not on its own. And I agree. It did make a mess because you are, you're going to get Gross. peanut butter all over the place. It was nasty. Yeah. I wouldn't it, call and it, it on, nasty. I love peanut butter, but.
1: I know, but I don't want it on my book, you know, because, <laughs> and you have to be careful because it gets on the pages, you're just fucked because then you have oil on your pages.
0: Yeah. It, it was so, definitely a little bit dicey. I definitely use, I will say, I picked out re- like books that are old research books of mine for this. I mm. didn't, I didn't use any primo books because I was too nervous about some of these methods. But yeah, that's, the mess is definitely a big factor with the peanut butter.
1: Smell is good. Mess
0: too high. Too high. Yes, too high mass. Yes. The mm-hmm. second one was the hair dryer. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this, Bria?
1: This gets five stars. Worth like a wonder. I said it. I did two minutes under hot heat, and then bam, that sticker came right off. I could not believe it. I was actually, like, really shocked by how well it worked. I went online. I was like, how long do I have to do this for? And it was, like, two minutes. And that, that seemed to be the key, is doing it for a little while. I mean, be careful, because you could burn the pages if you have too hot of a hair dryer. I have, like... An old lame hair dryer that I never use, and it was great because it does it doesn't get that hot.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, what about you? Did it work for you?
0: Oh, yeah, I did the same thing. I have a really old crappy hair dryer that mm-hmm. was like ten dollars in nineteen ninety five and same. it only has two settings, no ionic, whatever the fuck no, uh um, same, but it so it doesn't get super hot and for me, it worked pretty good. I did the hair dryer trick on a really old sticker, so it didn't work. It took more effort than I thought it was going to, but I think this is a a really, really good method because there's no Mm -hmm. liquids, there's no spilling, there's no Mm -hmm. nothing. Uh, I I really, really thought the hairdryer was fantastic. Just Um, you and a
1: hairdryer and a book alone in the bathroom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the second one was the iron. What did we think of the iron?
1: Okay. So again, I went on the internet because I was like, am I supposed to put an iron on this book? You are not. Do not put an iron on your book, okay? You just have to put a t-shirt or a thin cloth. I used the crappiest kitchen rag ever between the iron and the book, and then you rub it back and forth like 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 you iron a shirt or whatever. And it worked just as great as the hairdryer. Came right off for me. Like I I I I used a hardback book because I was a little worried that I would damage the book. And maybe that I, I kind of feel like some of these work better because I used a hardback book versus uh like a little soft book and like the, the covers are like not as willing to give up. Those little soft books don't want to give up those, those stickers. <laughs> but this worked like a wonder. I, I thought this was amazing.
0: What about you? Did it work? Uh, I'm an, not a smart person and did not use a piece of fabric.
1: Oh, you should put that iron right Just on the book, huh? Just straight
0: up ironed a book.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> yep. Which is probably my dangerous. my my notes in the document are scarier than the hair dryer, <laughs> and I, I wondered,
1: yeah, that's why,
0: <laughs> uh because it's just the thing about the iron is it totally it will I think it will work just as well as the hair dryer, but it is a little more freaky to use, like. With a hairdryer, you are not dealing with any hot metal at all. You don't right, have to worry right. about putting a hairdryer down on a piece of wood. Like, it's just a little more user-friendly for this. But, I mean, it did work okay. You know, it worked Yeah, just as well as the hairdryer. But I think it, the hairdryer is a lot more user-friendly. Sure. Absolutely. So the next one mm-hmm. was the lighter. I did lighter. not
1: try. I didn't try it. I didn't try it. Because you Good. said, do not attempt in your notes before I did this. <laughs> You wrote, do not attempt. Uh, what, I didn't understand how you're supposed to use the lighter on the book.
0: So you're supposed to, it's like a very primitive method it's the same principle as the hair dryer, where because the hair any heat related method whether it's the lighter or an iron or a hairdryer the thinking behind it is that you are melting the adhesive making it easier to take the sticker off all in one piece so the thing with the lighter is you're supposed to hold the lighter underneath the book but far <gasps> enough away so you're just melting it however <laughs> i didn't get it far enough away and oh my god for for about a half a second I could see the sticker starting to come off and then the book got on fire oh no <laughs>
1: luckily I used a
0: really old again an old research book for a project that it's not even happening anymore a book that I could happily recycle or donate if I needed to but maybe I could take a picture for the Instagram account but um it was burnt in the corner i luckily blew it out pretty quick it did burn the sticker off and the sticker like flaked off it like a little pile of charcoal but so it technically it worked but it definitely that's like saying like
1: book. yeah you can get you can get the sticker off by ripping the cover off but that's yeah. not gonna be very super <laughs> helpful for you i actually recorded a lot of these on instagram so feel free to go look at the instagram i'll put those up
0: yeah but i took I did a video too, to with the book on fire. jeremy helping me uh but i really do not recommend this in order to make it work, you have to hold the lighter so far away. And it's like the risk of lighting your book on fire is so high that if you have access to an iron or a hairdryer, yes! why would you use this? You know what I yeah. mean? Like the only yeah. thing I could think of is if you were camping and you need to get a sticker off a book immediately. But like, I yeah. I just can't think of a scenario where you would need to get a sticker off a book that badly. Uh, highly, highly uh, do not recommend which brings us to our second scary one
1: which was lighter fluid right and i didn't try this
0: one either what what did you try it no my notes just say too scared to attempt because yeah yeah the thought of putting lighter fluid on a book even if it was just like you put it on a on a paper towel and then you dab it on a book is like too scary for me mhm i mm-hmm. just it's supposed to like help dissolve the adhesive but if I was too scared to even attempt it, I would not recommend it for anyone. Like, I can't imagine being, like, cool with putting an accelerant on something that is already very flammable.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No reason to do that. So the next one was using a butter knife to scrape the sticker yeah. off. Yeah. Um, I My notes on this one are dangerous to use on its own. I uh, also used a very old research book for this and tried just scraping it. Without any heat, without any oil, without anything, just like straight up me and the butter knife, and I definitely ripped the book. Oh, you did?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be easy to do. I mean, yeah. uh, I also tried this and I feel like it was, it worked, but is it better than my fingernails? I don't think so.
0: Well, my fingernails are not very strong. So I can see, like, oh. my fingernails are always like ripping and peeling and stuff. I see, so, I see. okay. My, my, my thought with the b- the butter knife is it's very dangerous to use on its own. But if you're combining it with other methods, I actually I see, had some I success. Think. Like if you soak it in the peanut butter or you put some oil, like whatever, and then you use the butter knife to scrape it off. They, those two things are pretty good in I combination. See.
1: I see. Okay. All
0: right. Great. Now you did one that I didn't do, which was the, the kneaded eraser.
1: I did. A kneaded eraser is like an art art eraser kind of
0: thing. It's like um, a racer this, that looks like Silly Buddy.
1: Yeah, this did not work at all. I like don't <laughs> know why this is on the list. I don't understand how it was supposed to work. And I went online and read about it a little bit. It seems like people use it more for the residue. So I tried it on the residue. Also did not work. So I um I, I don't know why this is on the list. I could not get this to work at all. Maybe there's some trick to it that I didn't understand. But look, if you haven't needed a racer around, you could try it. But I think there's other methods that are going to be more useful.
0: Um, So what about another oil product Coconut oil What did we think of this
1: Okay I actually used a coconut oil spray Because that's what I had on hand Like you know from a spray bottle I let it sit for a little bit So I I sprayed it Which was great Because I could control where it went And uh, it did work I was able to get the sticker off But I did really worry about this damaging the book And I don't know why this felt worse than the peanut butter But for some reason I was like This is really Maybe
0: because it's a spray
1: Spray It's quite damp it's very damp. I just I didn't... I was concerned. And so I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to recommend this. But what about you? Did you... You tried not a spray. You tried like a regular.
0: I actually thought this worked less well than the peanut butter, but it was less yeah. of a mess because you don't have mm. peanut butter. <laughs> so but which one smelled
1: better? Which smelled better? The
0: coconut oil was better for sure. And mm. it was pretty good Like combined with other methods. Like if you... Hair dried it or uh you put the, the coconut oil on and then use the butter knife but on its own again it wasn't like you would think that doing something like this it like it's going to be like a miracle cure and it's not like you still have to put mm-hmm. some effort into this stuff so if you're going to use an oil of the two between the peanut butter and the coconut oil i would go with the coconut oil but this sp- i wouldn't use a spray i would i i got some like coconut oil on a paper towel and like rubbed it that way it. You didn't just like dump some
1: coconut oil directly.
0: I, the I like coconut oil. We cook with it all the time. But mm. what about other oils, Bria?
1: <laughs> well, baby oil was on the list. This did not work at all. Like, I actually don't know why this is on the list. Also, this is, falls into the needed eraser situation. It did not work for me. But I do like the smell of baby oil. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. I would say like if I ranked these as far as smells go, it would be coconut oil. Well, I don't know. Maybe coconut oil, baby. No, Peanut butter and then and then uh, uh, baby oil.
0: I so, have not smelled baby oil, and I don't even know how long. I don't even remember what it smells like.
1: Yeah, but it comes. That smell comes right back to you when you're You're like, oh right, baby
0: oil. That's I'm a baby again.
1: Like. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little baby. Uh, I don't know. I don't haven't thought about. Ba- I went to I had to go buy some at the store, and right now I don't know what to do with it. So, anyone have any suggestions of what to do with a full bottle of baby oil sitting at my house now? Let Isn't me that what know. what People
0: used to put on themselves before they like fried in the sun
1: oh yeah that i didn't know where you were going with that before they fried i was like you they fried food they're gonna put fried like oil? babies? Are <laughs> uh, they fried babies uh yeah i don't know uh i i don't know i don't know what the other uses are for it i wouldn't do that obviously so i don't, I don't know
0: let me know and then the last thing we used which should have been the best was the gone. yeah listen.
1: unimpressed
0: that's my that's my note unimpressed mm-hmm and when I was doing this, my boyfriend Jeremy came out and was like, "Oh, that's gonna really do it." And it it, it works just as well as the fucking peanut butter. Yeah. What did you think? I agree.
1: I agree. I agree. I get, I'm gonna say. Listen, I'm Team gugon Generally, I think gugon is great. I have it around the house. I use it for other things all the time. It does work on a lot of goos,
0: but just not in this a particular different goo Goose. <laughs> For your other household goos, it works great.
1: (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I didn't. I was kind of scared to put it on because I was worried it would damage it. Because goo gone can be pretty strong, and it it maybe fucking terrible. Oh yeah, on the smell list, this is not even on there. Uh, But if you dumped (laughs) it all on the book, maybe it would work. But I think it would damage the book. So I I put some on a paper towel and tried to get it. But I I don't know. Listen, I it's also my goo gone I use is for hard surfaces, which books are not. So maybe I didn't have the right goo gone.
0: I don't know. I had the regular old goo gone, and it was not impressive. Like if you're okay. called goo gone, I was expecting a miracle. I was expecting to job. dab some on there, and then the 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 sticker sticker would just fly off of its own accord. And it was so funny. Jeremy was like, "Oh yeah," came out was like all imp- all impressed with it. He was like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be the best stuff." And it, I mean, I put it I put it on the sticker. I let it sit there for a second, and I rubbed it. Like it worked. Equally as well as the fucking peanut butter,
1: yeah. Dear okay, Gone.
0: dear Gone. unimpressed.
1: You're, not, you're not making it gone enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was unimpressive. Sorry. Don't buy the Goo Just if you're gonna do anything, just put that peanut butter or that coconut oil on there.
0: So, and but you you have a an interesting observation about
1: yeah. Book so, covers. so the soft cover versus the hard cover that was. That this, I think there are some that I'm worried that, like, because I did it on a soft cover, I was like, maybe if I had done this on the hardcover, it would have worked better. Like, the hardcover ones were just easier to remove. So, like, I did most of the heat ones on hardcover books just because I was worried about it. And then I started reflecting, and maybe, Mallory, I maybe I'm not a scientist, you know? (laughs) I didn't do a good scientific method.
0: (laughs) Well, I did, I did some hardcovers, I did some paperbacks i definitely think the material of the cover like if you if you have a really old book i would be extra careful and also matte covers soft touch covers uh oh, yeah are, are definitely gonna be a, a bit <laughs> <Just don't laughs> gonna be a gonna be a little bit harder so with that in mind what is our verdict as to the verdict the best method best smelling coconut oil <laughs> best working anything with heat.
1: The heat really helped. I think like doing the hairdryer, doing the, um, the iron, those were the ones that worked the best for me. But also, have you thought about just living with the stickers? Like I just think, <laughs> for me, they don't bug me. I had to go through my shelves and be like, which ones even have stickers? And that was kind of a weird little journey for me to figure out which ones did because I don't even pay attention to this kind of thing. But yeah, I think I, think I would say heat is
0: what really helped here. Uh, what about you? What is your, your final verdict i 100 percent agree i think the hair of, of all the things on this list today the one i was most impressed by was the hair dryer yeah. almost everyone has it in their home you don't need a fancy expensive one and it doesn't matter if it's a paperback or a hardcover or what type of paper material the heart like did you do top-
1: paperback da- or hardcover
0: uh, i did both Ooh. i tried both with this
1: oh i think i did paperback too actually i didn't get a paperback on this so the yeah, hairdryer is definitely really well. the way
0: to go and then get rid of, if there's any residue, get rid of it with some kind of oil or a baby wipe. You don't need to pay for fucking Goo Gone. Biggest letdown of my life. and it, But it's, I mean, I, I, by the end of the experiment, I had set, like kind of like a system going where you like leave the hairdryer on for a couple minutes, put the, turn it off scrape it with if you need if it's really tough you can scrape it with a butter knife or you're like me and you have crappy nails and you don't want to like ruin them uh and then wipe the the residue off with some kind of oil or a baby wipe but it still takes a couple of minutes um I definitely am the, uh, the kind of person that likes to take the stickers off so uh but just be be aware that like there's nothing that we tried that was like a total magic wand. The closest is like a baby wipe and the hairdryer together, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing that's going to make it like there's nothing. None of these methods in either episodes that we did about this are super quick and eat. none of them are instant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just annoying. I think what we need to do is come together as readers and come together with the booksellers. And we need to find a different way to put prices on books. No stickers. There's got to be, or, you know, I don't mind a sticker on the inside cover.
1: Oh, Okay. Oh, wow.
0: would you? Well,
1: I don't mind stickers at all, generally. I kind of like it because then I was like, oh, that's where I bought this. You know, like there's like oh, a bunch yeah. from Powell's, and I was like, oh, I bought all these at Powell's. Like that's kind of like a nice memory. Yeah, I don't really care about I don't care, but that kind of stuff, it just doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, I wish there was we need to I would love to hear from from glassers to see what they think a good alternative would be to stickers, but I mean, if you have have stickers that you're trying to get off a book and you don't want to sit there for 2 hours picking it with your nails, get out a hairdryer, get out a baby wipe, mm, get out some it. coconut oil. With those methods, I was able to get the sticker totally off, get the residue totally off. It looked like it didn't have a sticker there at all. But just know that it's going to take a little bit of time and until someone invent something better than Goo Gone, uh, to do this. Mm. Uh, if someone came up with a, like a, some kind of fluid that didn't damage a book, but took stickers right off, they would be make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Write in. Tell us your, tell us your favorite methods. So you can send your thoughts to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. Before we solve a stinky book problem, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Pear Eyewear. Fall is the season of change, and with Pear Eyewear, you can change your look in a snap. Whether you're getting in the mood for spooky season, which I do all year round, celebrating sweater weather or both, their new designs bring a little autumn joy to your everyday look. You all know that I shop for autumn things uh, in September and October and use them all year round. This is when I like to buy stuff. I want to be spooky and autumnal 365 days a year. And now is the time to do it. The way that pair eyewear works is you basically buy a base frame of glasses. There's a bunch of different shapes. I got the cat's eye ones because, of course, I did. And then you get top frames, which are little plastic magnetic frames that you snap onto the front of the glasses so you can change out glasses in a second it is so easy it's so fun i have sunglass ones that i put on i have washington capital ones that i can put on which is perfect cuz it's just in time for hockey season i have ones with skulls on it it's really really a blast if you are a person who wants to change up your outfit maybe you have like a brightly colored pair of glasses but they don't go with everything and you wish you had like other glasses or other like you could just change out the look of them pair eyewear has got you covered and Most excitingly to me, they have a Halloween collection featuring 18 new designs, including fun cosplay styles and other supernatural creations. And they have the Harvest Collection for the perfect pairings to your cozy sweaters and your autumnal plaids. Pear has a frame to fit every face with five new wider base frame styles, which I have because I have a big face. Their growing lineup of frames has options for the whole family. You can get free standard shipping on all orders and a flexible 30 day return policy. So you can change things up this season with new frames from Pair Eyewear. Go to PairEyewear.com slash glasses for 15% off your first pear. That's pear, pair. That's Pair, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com slash glasses. Glasses.
1: If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-A. Ah,
0: hmm.
1: Are you trying to put the name of the podcast there? Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky.
0: Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call it Ah, It'll never fit.
1: No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-T-C-O-O. Ah, we are so close.
0: Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go. Now, let's solve a bookish problem for one of our listeners. Lindsay writes in Hi, Mallory and Bria. I'm on vacation with some friends of mine, and one of them brought a book that is weirdly stinky. Ugh. <laughs> It's only on the front cover of the book, but the odor is strong. She says the book is really good, but she keeps having to put it down because the smell (laughs) bothers her. We have limited resources where we are and minimal knowledge on how to safely wash a book. Do you have any recommendations? P.S. In case you're curious, we don't know why the book is stinky. It's from Costco, and our going theory is that it was shipped to the store with produce, potentially onions that were (gasps) going bad. So... Unfortunately, because we get so much email, we did not get to this in time to answer it while Lindsay was still on vacation. Lindsay, we're sorry. Yeah. It takes us really, it takes us a minimum of like a month to get to an email. Uh, but it just so happened that this coincided with a stinky book problem of my own.
1: Yeah, Mallory, did you write this email?
0: <laughs> uh, I, I bumped this email up in the queue because... This happened to me a couple of weeks ago and I texted you while it was happening Mm -hmm. several weeks ago now, actually asking if you got a hardcover copy of the book that we were both reading because the copy that I got smelled wicked bad. Like (laughs) it was so smelly. It smelled like, I'm not going to say what the title of the book was because I don't want to discourage anyone from buying it. And I'm not going to say where I got it because I don't want to disparage because I've never had this problem before. And I buy books from this place all the time, but it was almost like the smell of dirty diapers. Yeah, it's weird. And it this took was me shipped
1: a, with dirty diapers. This was it shipped took me with a while was to like, shipped with Costco onions. This one was shipped with dirty diapers. For people who
0: are buying dirty diapers in bulk. <laughs> uh, it it was so it was such a weird smell that it took me a while to figure out it was the, that it was the book. Like I, I started reading this book outside on our deck, and I was sitting there and I got this wh- a whiff of a smell and I was like, maybe someone's changing a diaper at the house next door and the wind has carried this Oh over. My god. <laughs> or maybe then I thought it was maybe like our deck chairs like an animal had gone like had pooped on them or something like it took me so long to figure it out and finally I reached down and I smelled the book and I was like oh my god I called Jeremy up and I was like you gotta smell this book and he was like yeah that book fucking reeks so I texted you and I was like we just got an email about this let's te- smell this book I'm gonna
1: <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> it's just so funny. But this is me all the time. I'm constantly like, "We smell this thing in the fridge." Anyway, okay, yes, got but it. But has this, okay. this
0: has never happened to you? You never got this was the first time this has ever happened to me. No,
1: and honestly, I'd probably throw it right in the trash. Ah, wow. <laughs> I do not like a bad smell. I really, well, this is like, like a brand
0: new hardcover of a book that I was really, I'm mean, really excited about. It's a really good book, and I didn't want to get rid of it. But we had gotten this email beforehand. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'll use this book as a test subject. Great. So the first thing I did is I left the book I did two things I first I left the book outside in the sun for a while and it actually helped I sent you a picture of the book like sitting out on the deck like open as wide as I could I put it had it sitting upright so that the pages could like get some air in there and Mm -hmm. get some sun on it and I left it out there for like two hours and when I brought it back inside it did diminish the smell a little bit the smell was still there but it was its power had been sapped a bit. But the thing about leaving it out in the sun and the air for a while is the pages had started to warp because of Sun i also yeah. live so high up that the sun is like a fucking laser beam up here so it's a little more powerful than it normally would be and i was like crap i don't know i really don't know what else to do what am i gonna like i thought about like do i spray it with febreze do i like Thank cover God. it in baking soda like like when you drop your phone in the toilet and you have to put it in, in rice for a few hours I,
1: I think i told you to try to freeze it too that's the other thing because if it's yeah. bacteria it might be kill the bacteria but the sun is probably better for that
0: But luckily for me, what saved this whole episode segment, what saved my book is that I live with a hockey player. My boyfriend's a hockey player, has been a hockey player for a long time. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this stinky book. And he was like, oh, use my odor balls. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't even know he had these, uh, but they are Arm & Hammer brand and they're called odor buster balls. And Jeremy gets them. For his hockey bag, because hockey players are the smelliest people on earth. And their hockey bag is so smelly that, uh, I love hockey, but man, hockey stuff is so smelly. And they come in a three pack uh, for about $10 and they're about the size. uh, They're like, I don't know, about an inch and a half, two inches in diameter. They're like... You know, they're Mm -hmm. like little plastic balls and you throw them. They're meant to be thrown in sports bags or gym bags or whatever, and they absorb odor. It's kind of like the non-fridge version of those Arm & Hammer boxes that you put in a fridge to absorb smell. So I opened up the package. I took a fresh ball from the package. I put it in a small box and I put the books, the book in the box and I shut it up uh, and I left it overnight. And you know what? It totally fucking worked. Wow. Totally fucking worked. Five out of five pages, not a single smell at all. Can I, was, I put these
1: next to my litter box? Is that a possibility? That's what I did
0: with the rest of with the, with it. After I used it with the book, I put it next to my litter box. But I was really fucking impressed. Like, I really opened up, I stuck my nose right in that book, and not, a like, completely gone. Wow. So, Lindsay, I'm sorry that we did not get to you in time while you were on vacation, but in the future, Arm & Hammer, Odor Buster Balls. I yeah. was shocked
1: um I just have to say this is a plus one for e-books. You're you already know what the smell is you're not gonna get a random book and be like now my e-reader is so stinky like it's like <laughs> it smells the way it's gonna smell and that is plastic <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I was I again this is I've never had this problem before I buy books all the time I buy I even used books that I've bought I've never had one that that was stinky
1: I feel like I've had ones that kind of smell like cigarette smoke. Like that's just a smell that doesn't come out of stuff. Like that has happened to me. I had this shirt one time I got from a used clothing place that when I bought it, I was like, this is a little smelly. And I could not get the smell out of this shirt. It it smelled like armpit forever. I finally had to just get rid of the shirt and I loved it. But it was just like, whatever this person's armpit smelled like, they left this on the shirt permanently it
0: it, like (laughs) permanently seeped it to the fibers the world's most powerful armpit maybe someone was was. carrying this book in their armpit (laughs) and that's why yeah
1: don't blame the armpit blame the book
0: yeah (laughs) so if you have an unusual book tag problem you would like us to solve you can send it to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com So time to answer a recommendation request from Lindsay. This is a different Lindsay from the Lindsay in the previous segment. This is Lindsay with an E. The first Lindsay was a Lindsay with an A. Great. Lindsay says, I hope I'm not too late to get in line for a book wreck. I think Lindsay was one of the people who joined during the fun drive this oh. year. But we want to remind people that the the it, we did this thing where if you join during the drive and ask for a recommendation during the drive, we'll give you a book recommendation. But if you send it to us late, it's only it's a ex- hot, hot exclusive during the drive. But now we're giving you a recommendation just several months late. Uh, Lindsay says, I wanted to figure out what I'm looking for next. I'm looking for a blade runner vibe future city type settings, something where I can immerse myself in the world. Some wheelhouse things is I love AI characters, especially AI point of view, strong and smart femme characters, women on a journey virtual reality, really anything surreal or concerning perception of reality, quantum timelines and parallel universes, urban fantasy, magic and tech combo, like all the birds in the sky. No YA, please. Bria, I yield this to you. This is all you. Hold
1: on, I'm adding odor-busting balls to my (laughs) shopping list right now. I gotta, I gotta get these balls. Yes, listen, my time has come. Um, (laughs) Bria was made for this. It's funny because I actually was like, I'm gonna search urban sci-fi to see what I can find or city-based sci-fi, and there's hard to find. Mm-mm. Yeah. Urban fantasy, tons. Urban sci-fi, no lists. There's almost no lists or the lists that are there. I'm like, I don't know if I'd count that as an urban sci-fi book. So now I had a lot of, there's a lot. There's actually a lot of the, these. And I do also love an urban, a city based sci-fi moment one that immediately came to mind was love minus 80 by will McIntosh. it has some of the greatest city future building i've ever seen that has like the rich people live in this very specific area the people who are less rich live in another and then like the people who have like no money live outside the city and it's just really interesting city building um but the plot is all about people who are frozen to death are frozen upon their death so you get in a car accident and you're frozen and then other people, rich people, uh, can wake you up, rich people. Get, get to know you and marry you and fix you and be like, oh, I'm going to actually like, they just need like, oh, they need, you know, their torso replaced and I'm just going to do that so for you. So it's like an
0: adoption center for dead people? But they marry them. Ooh.
1: It's worse than an adoption center. It's um, horrifying. Yeah, it's, it's. I love this book. I think it's amazing. But it has all this great stuff about advertising in the future, like hollow deck like worlds, like all this kind of future stuff that I just I love like immersive future stuff. I also want to throw out because we were just talking about um, infomocracy by Malka Older because it all takes place in a world in which there's these little micro-democracies meaning like the laws change from street to street so I think those are two really great future books neither of them are YA and they also have strong female characters and they have a lot of virtual reality and stuff like that like all sorts of stuff so like not Blade Runner like that, you know, that street in Blade Runner where he's like eating the noodles and stuff. Like it's not necessarily that, <laughs> but it's like, street. <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's Future City. And I think those are really fun, but there's a lot of good Future City ones. I mean, I I think Blackfish, there's also like Kim Stanley Robinson has a bunch of them, but start with those, start, start with Love Minus 80 and Infomocracy because I think these are really fun ones. Do you have anything? You want to throw in there?
0: The only thing I'm going to add is that Lindsay should be reading China Mieville's books. Oh yeah, of um, course, because most of them yeah. take place in the, like these wild sci-fi cities, and there's a lot of magic mixed with weird tech in his books. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, he has a ton of books out. I've talked about a bunch of them on the show, but I think Lindsay should look at China Mieville's bibliography and see if there's anything interesting in there. But yeah, I I, I actually bought Love minus eighty on your recommendation. Oh, good. I love that book. I think it's um, so good. Yeah. uh, Lindsay, let us know. And hopefully these uh, scratch your Blade Runner energy books. So if you want us to answer your recommendation request, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, I want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. Remember, there's all kinds of cool stuff over at our Reading Glasses merch store powered by Void Merch. There's so much stuff. There's toasts and shirts and stickers. None of them are stinky, we promise. <laughs> in the show notes for that. And if you like the show and you want to do something really nice for us that we would really, really appreciate and helps grow the show and get more glasses into the community you can rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice all you got to do is go on the mobile app whether that's spotify apple podcasts whatever you listen to go in there it really makes a difference for us you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading G podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks for reading thanks for reading